glory. Awake, Psalmstrian harp, I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O God, among the people. I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reaches unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth. That thy beloved may be delivered, say with thy right hand, and answer me. God have spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will devise Shisham and meet out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Over Felicia will I triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Will not thou, O God, who has cast us off, and will not thou, O God, go forth with our hosts? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of men. Through God we shall do valiantly, for it is he that shall tread down our enemies. Praise God. Aren't you glad? My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will arise early and give praise and give thanks. Amen. For there is none like the Lord our God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him when the sun goes down. You ought to praise Him. Oh, praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him. Oh, praise Him. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Come on, let's praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him. Oh, praise Him. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Why don't you bless that wonderful name of Jesus? Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. You ought to bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Oh, yes, you ought to bless that wonderful name. Oh, yes, of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. You ought to bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. There's healing in that name. Oh, there's healing in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. 
no other name I know. Salvation is in that name. Salvation's in the name of Jesus. Salvation's in the name of Jesus. Salvation's in the name of Jesus. No other name I know. There's victory in the name. There's victory in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. No other name I know. Go ahead on, bless that wonderful name. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. You ought to bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Hallelujah. Oh, I bless your wonderful name, Jesus. Oh, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountains of his holiness. Beautiful for situations. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord God, which was and is and is to come. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you thanks, O God. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy, O God. I thank you, Jesus, for your presence. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your honor, God. Have mercy, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, O God. Blot out all transgressions. Hear from heaven, O God. Let your glory be over this house this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for thy great love. Thank you this morning for thy great power. We are thankful, Lord God. I want to rise, O God. Wake up, Sumstree. Wake up, Harbaugh. We will praise you, O God. We will thank you, Jesus, again and again for thy loving kindness, O God, is better than life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, O God. You are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. There is none like you, God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to lift my voice, to give you thanks again this morning. Lord, you are God and God alone. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Oh, God, you're so worthy. Oh, God, you have searched me, and you know me, oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Father. I thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, blessed be the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. The Lord Jehovah is the great I am to wait, the truth, the life. He is the door. Hallelujah. Oh, I will lift my voice. I will give you praise. I will give you honor. 
I will thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I praise you, God. Oh, thank God for the blood this morning. Thank him for his grace, his mercy, and his love and kindness. Amen. What a great God we serve. You may be seated this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Such a wonderful day. Beautiful day out. Amen. Got some snow. Amen. Have you looked into the treasure? You shall have enough. You'll get some, you'll get some wisdom. <laughs> Amen. But our God is so good. He is so awesome. Amen. And there's nothing like serving God and, and living for God. Amen. It is so blessing. What a blessing to, to serve the Lord and be excited. Amen. Get excited about serving God. It's fun. It's joy unspeakable, Peter said, and full of glory. I mean, I can't think why anybody would not want this. Amen. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling and he, and he finds a treasure in the field. And then he goes and sells everything else he has. He buys that field of tr- that treasure. Man, that means that we found something, Miriam. We found something. Amen. There's nothing like this. Amen. We should love this. We should hold to this forever and ever. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. Sweeter than the honey in the honeycomb. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we want to get right into our lesson again this morning. Amen. We've been dibbling in with First Peter. Amen. And, and you, you stop and you think about Peter. You know, what would Peter write about suffering? <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, he, he realized, you know, after he, he hung out with Jesus for a while and he got to realize his master that he realized that, yes, we are going to have to go through some things in our lives as, as Christians. Amen. Because we're not better than our savior. Amen. And so, and sometimes we don't like to suffer, but we have to realize that Jesus tell us that in this life we shall have persecutions. Amen. And so things are going to come against us. And so you know that. So what should you do? You got to prepare yourself. You got to change how you think. You have to realize, okay, I got an enemy. I got someone who's going to try to take me out. So therefore I've got to prepare myself. Okay. I got to change. Now, last week, we was looking at Peter here in verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter tells us, wherefore, we need to gird up the loins of our mind. Notice, gird up the loins of your minds. Amen. Get your thoughts into the word of God. Amen. You can't think the same old way. There's this saying, if you always thought the way you always thought, and you always did what you always did, you're going to always get what you always got. Okay? Amen. So you got to change the way you think. As Christians, we can no longer think the way that the world thinks. Because if we do, we're going to get worldly ways. See, we've got to focus on the Word of God. See, this is why Paul, right into the church, and I quote this a lot of times in Philippians 2, Paul says, if there be any consolation in Christ, if there be any comfort of love, 
if there be any fellowship of the Spirit, if there be any vows and mercies, he says, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, and one accord, having the same Spirit. Amen. Let nothing be done through strife and vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Don't let every man look on his own thing, but let him look on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've got to get the mind of Christ now. You've got to start thinking like Jesus. You've got to start thinking according to his word. How did Jesus think? Well, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, amen, verse 23, I think it is. Peter says, who being in, when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he did what? He threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. In other words, he committed himself to God. <clears throat> because vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. We don't take matters into our own hands. See, we follow, get the attitude and mindset of Christ. Think like, think like the word tells you to think. It's not going to make any sense to start with. But pretty soon you're going to figure it out that it does make Good, perfect sense. <coughs> Excuse me. So Peter, uh, uh, he, he said, look, gird up the loins, because out of your loins comes strength and power. So your mind, you want to have strength of mind. You want to have that soundness of mind, should I say. You want to know that you're in your right mind. <laughs> Amen. You you can make right choices and right decisions when you're in your right mind. This is why Peter, I mean Paul, writing to the church again at Philippi, there in the fourth chapter in, in, in verse 4, he says, Rejoice evermore. Notice, rejoice evermore. And again I say what? Rejoice. Let your moderations be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made unto God and the peace of God, which passive all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Notice, he goes on and says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have what? Heard, received, learned, and seen in me do, and the God of love and peace will be with you. So you've got to learn to rejoice. You've got to learn to get excited about serving God. Amen. You've got to get the mind of Christ. Isaiah 26, 3, 4 says, He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon Him because you trust in Him. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. 
He gives strength to me as I worship Him, as my heart is filled with praise. See? So I know I'm going to go through some things, but I can't allow those things that come against me to prevent me from worshiping and serving God with a pure heart fervently. I still got to give Him honor. I still got to give Him praise. He knows what I'm facing. He knows what I'm going through. This is why, as we said Wednesday night, I can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help me in the time of need. God will be there for me. He will help me. He will strengthen me. So I've got to get my mind right here. I've got to gird up the lawns of my mind. I've got to learn how to think like Christ. I've got to be moved with compassion. I've got to be obedient. I've got to learn how to resist evil. I've got to learn how to walk away. I've got to learn how to build myself up on my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Even though I, there might be things, as Paul says there in Romans 8, 24, sometimes we know not what we should pray for as we ought. He said, but the Spirit maketh intercession with groaning, which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart know what is the mind of the Spirit, because what? He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Ghost kicks in when you can't handle it. When you keep praising God, when you keep magnifying God, you might can't find the words to say, but the Holy Ghost makes intercession with groaning, which cannot be uttered. Amen. You can endure hardness as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. See, so Peter says, gird up your mind. Don't keep thinking the same way. It's not going to give you anything. (laughs) You've got to start thinking like Christ. For as a man thinketh, Solomon says in Proverbs 23, 7, so is he. See, we always want to fix the circumstances, but we don't want to fix the way we think. And the way you're going to fix the circumstances, you got to change the way you think. So, we, we've, we've got to change this thing here. Amen. Peter goes on here in, in, in verse 14. He says, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the form of lust in your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, For I am holy. Amen. So God calls for us to be holy, to be separated, to be set apart. Amen. We've got to realize He's a holy God. And if the Holy Ghost is in me, then I've got to be holy. I've got to be set apart. I can't keep allowing things to keep pulling me away from God. No matter what I'm going through in my life, God is perfecting me to be like Him. Sometimes my trials, sometimes my circumstances is designed to make me more like Him. We don't like that. 
But that some way might be the way that God is helping us to develop to be more like Him and to increase in our faith that we will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We have to learn how to endure. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's suffering. Sometimes it's hurting. But the more we worship, He gives strength to me. Amen. Habakkuk says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be any fruit in the vine, nor there be no herds in the stalls. He says, Yet I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation, for he alone is my strength. And he will make my feet like hind's feet and cause me to walk upon my high places. Amen. God has got some high places for us, and we're going to have to learn to worship through, no matter what we're going through in our lives. Amen. We've got to keep moving forward. So the Lord sows to Israel. He says, go forward. Don't look back. Amen. You keep looking back, you'll want to go back. You want to try to fix the things behind you. Amen. No, go forward. They had the pillar of cloud and day, and they had the fire by night to lead them. So keep your eyes on the fire. Keep your eyes on the cloud. Amen. When God moves, you move. <laughs> Praise God. So we got to get the mind of Christ. So Peter calls for us to be holy. To be holy is to be set apart, to be separated. Holiness is having humility. We've got to be humble. We've got to walk humbly. Remember Micah 6.8. What does the Lord require? That we do justly. We love mercy. We walk humbly before our God. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, he says, Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and he will exalt you and do time. Amen. God will pick you up. You walk, you walk humbly. Don't elevate yourself. Don't be prideful. You know, in Jesus Christ, scripture tell us he had no gall and neither was deceit found in his mouth. God was an example of true humility and humbleness. Amen. And so we need to have that same spirit of Christ in us. If I've got the Holy Ghost, I've got to learn how to act and be like Christ. Notice what Peter says here. He says, as obedient children. We are God's children. We've got to obey what our Father is telling us. So Peter says, as obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the fashions of the former lust of your ignorance. We did some stupid stuff. (laughs) Not like that anymore. Amen. We we don't let our passions and zeals uh, be for the things of the world now. We want it to be for the things of God. I want to have a passion for the things of God. I want to have a passion for the mission to see the lost saved. Amen. As Jude said, don't some have compassion, make a difference. But that difference starts with us. Amen. We've, we've got to adjust the way that we think here. Don't fashion your, your desires after that old way of living. But as he which is called you are holy, so be you holy in all manners of your behavior. Separate yourselves away from this world and its ways. Don't lust after things of the world. Amen. 
lust for the things of God. Amen. The writer of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 12, 14, he says, follow peace with all men and holiness without shall no man see the Lord. Notice, we've got to have peace and we've got to have holiness. Because he's the prince of peace. So I'm, I'm following God. And I'm following holiness because God is holy. So I'm following him. Amen. What does Paul say in 1 Corinthians 11.1? 1? Be ye therefore followers of me as I am also of Christ. Okay. So we've got to follow the example. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. So follow peace with all men and holiness without shall no man see the Lord. We've got to have humility in our lives. We've got to learn how to be obedient. Amen. As Samuel told Saul in 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23, he says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Amen. We've got to learn to obey. Be ye doers of God's word. And not just hearers only. Amen. God is trying to perfect us. He's trying to prepare us. See, because he's already told us we're going to go through some things. So if I know I'm going to go through some things, don't you think I might should prepare myself for it? Don't you think I should might get my mind steadfast for it? Put on the whole armor of God so that I'm able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. Should I not have my lords girded about with truth? Should I not have on the breastplate of righteousness? Should I not have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace? Should I not take the shield of faith where I will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked? Should I not have on the helmet of salvation? Should I not take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in all ways with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance for all saints? Should we not get ready? Well, you're going to wait for it to come. People are waiting to get ready for Jesus. He done told you. You ain't going to know it. <laughs> so if I know he's coming, and I don't know when he's coming, I think I might want to be ready at all times. <laughs> you know? I don't want to get caught short. I got to change the way I think. I'm not going to have a whole lot of time to get ready. It doesn't happen. Amen. I guarantee you, get on a flight leaving out of La Crosse at 6.30 in the morning. And you get there at 6.25 when the gate's already closed. I guarantee you. I'll, I'll bet every cent I got, you will not get on that flight. <laughs> They're not going to let you on. Amen. They done turned the, the, the manifest in. They done locked the door. And so, Katie barred the door, man. You ain't getting on that flight. You know, what did Jesus tell the five foolish virgins? When they knocked on the door, it says, open unto us. So I don't know you. You done missed the chip. The door's closed. See? we got to be ready. We've got to get ready now. We know it's going to happen. Amen. So we need to prepare ourselves. So Peter says we need to be holy 
as he is holy. Amen. We've got to have this love of God radiating in our hearts and in our minds. When they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And thy neighbor is thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. If you notice, the God just asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? <laughs> you know, Jesus said, well, let me give you a little extra here. <laughs> since you want to know what the greatest is, let me tell you what the next one is, too, since you didn't ask me, just in case you decide you want to come back and ask me again. He says, love your neighbor as yourself, because on these two hangs all the law and the prophets. In other words, love, because if you go back and you look at Exodus 20, where he gives the law, the first four, thou shalt love the Lord thy God, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, thou shalt not worship any graven image, remember the seventh day and keep it holy, those first four, thou shalt love the God. Okay, the other six. Honor the father and the mother, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not steal, you know, thou shalt not covet, right? That's love for your neighbor. See? That's how it works. Amen. And so God is saying, look, you've got to love. And part of holiness is love. You've got to love God. If you, if you don't love God, guess what? You're not going to be holy. You're not. If you're not walking humbly, you're not holy. If you're not obedient, you're not going to be holy. If you're not yielding to God, you're not going to be holy. You've got to yield yourself to God. Amen. What did Isaiah say in 59? God's hand is not short that he cannot reach you. His ear is not heavy that he cannot hear you. Your sins is separate you from God. Amen. See, so we have to get our hearts and minds and thoughts process changed if we're going to be holy. We want to be yielded. We want to be yoked with God. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty says, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek or humble and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest. Unto your souls. Amen. If you're troubled, if you're up and down, if you don't have peace that passes all understanding, who are you yoked with? I want to be yoked with him. Amen. I, I want him to, he, he carries the load. I'm just, with the one he puts around my neck, I know he's got the load. He's just teaching me. You know, if you ever notice in Asia, I mean, they always put the big ox with the little ox. They're training the little ox. Big ox is taking all the weight. <laughs> the little ox, you know, he just got the thing around his neck so he feels it. You know, that's all he's doing. He's just feeling there's there's not a whole lot of weight around his neck because the the big ox is 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 much bigger and, and the thing is around his neck. The little ox is just feeling it just a little bit. Because someday he will be big and he will have to carry it. See? So that's how it is with us. Jesus is carrying the weight. We ain't carrying nothing. We go, oh, I can't carry this. Oh, it's so heavy. Really? I'm the one's carrying it. You've got to learn how to walk with God. Amen. Let him have the load. Cast, what did Peter say there? You know, and, and, and first Peter six, I mean five, six, what does he say? You know, he says, 
do humbly, and then he comes up and he says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. For he careth for you. Amen. God has got you. He cares for you. Amen. Praise God. So we can't fashion ourselves as the old way. Amen. As he which has called you is holy, be you also holy and all manner of conversation or every bit of your behavior. In other words, let your life be a reflection that Christ is in you. Notice what 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. What fellowship? What? Amen. I'm going to start calling on some of you guys here. <laughs> Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? Amen. And what concord has Christ with Bilal? And what part have he that believe with an infidel? And what have the temple of God idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God have said, I will what? Dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us what? So we're going to come out from among them and be separate. Notice, that's what holiness is. Being separated. Amen. To God. And touch not the unclean things. You've got to get discipline in your life if you're going to be holy. You've got to realize what the Word of God is saying and not Touch those things. If, 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 if Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, he says, and every man to do what? Lift up holy hands. If I'm dipping and dabbing with every evil and unclean things, is my fingers, is my hands clean? No. So how can I lift up holy hands if my hands are not clean? My hands are filthy because I've been dipping and dabbing in all kinds of unclean things. My hands, I have to use my hands to flip a nasty magazine or click a nasty channel. I have to use my hands to do that. I granted some people have to use their toes, but, <laughs> but you see where I'm coming from. So if I'm going to worship God because he's a holy God, and His Spirit is in me, then I've got to be pure. I've got to be set apart. Amen. See, and this is what we've got to start thinking. We've got to get this in us. Amen. It's beauty. Holiness is beautiful. So Peter, I mean, Paul says there, he says, therefore, that men would pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. And like matter that women also, amen, notice, adorn themselves 
and modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair, not with gold, not with hairs of costly array. You know, we, we have to realize the holiness here. Have you ever seen anybody born with makeup on? Have you ever seen anybody born with earrings in? Have you ever seen anybody come out with jewelry all around them? We haven't, have we? So why are we letting the world dictate to us how to live? Where do we get off with the world telling you that you're so ugly that we can make you look better? Where, where did this come from? Why are we tap dancing to the ways? Like I said, we do not take our cues from the world. Because if I take my cues from the world, I'm going to be like the world. I'm not going to be like God. I've got to separate myself. What does the scripture say? Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you unto myself, that you shall what? And I'll be a God to you. I'll be God for you. Amen. We have to separate ourselves from the ways of this world and the thinking of this world. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Amen. We have to trust God. He wants us. Amen. Your beauty is not found in a bunch of makeup on your face or jewelry or or fads and all that stuff. Your beauty is found in your character. Amen. Your character, who you are. God is making you beautiful. Amen. He makes all things, Sister Miriam, beautiful in his time. Praise God. Brother Jesse, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Let him have his perfect way. Amen. Even the scripture tells me my gray head is all beautiful. Amen. Thank you, man. (laughs) If it's found in wisdom. (laughs) And that's what God desires. Amen. Be holy because he's holy. This is our father. He's set apart. We've got to get his mindset. Amen. He had no guile. He had no deceit. He was truthful. He walked humbly. He was obedient. He was loving. Amen. He yielded himself to the ordinances and the things of God. That's how we get to become holy. Amen. we got to pattern our lives. Remember what the Lord told Moses. Amen. See that you make all things according to the pattern showed you in the mount. He couldn't deviate from it. It had a purpose. Amen. We can't deviate from the word of God. Yes, sometimes it's hard. But once you do it, you realize really just how easy it is. He will make all things. Amen. Honor, shamefacedness, modesty, honor with respect. Amen. Having regards for others. Sobriety, sound-mindedness, self-control. Amen. Temperance. That's what those words mean. Think about it. Amen. To have a sound mind. Wow. In today's world, <laughs> to be able to keep a sound mind. Amen. Amen. 
Yeah, you know God is present. <laughs> because I'm telling you, there's enough junk going on to make you wonder, whoa, what's going on here? Amen. But you got to have self-control. Amen. Solomon says in Proverbs 25, 28, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a what? A city that is broken down and without walls. Amen. You've got to control you. And the way you do that is start doing what God's word says. You have been given power to tread over all the weapons of the enemy. It's here. The Holy Ghost in you checks you. Every time you go to do wrong, I don't care, I know. Every time I go to do wrong, the Holy Ghost checks me. Now, I can override the Holy Ghost, and God is not going to stop me. But you know what? I'm going to suffer the consequences. That's right. I know if I get in my car system area, and I go down the road 80 miles an hour, you know, and the speed limit is 70, cop pulled me over, give me a ticket, guess what? I suffered a consequence. Ain't God's fault that he didn't didn't have the cops out there. <laughs> you know? Just teach me a lesson. If I want my money, I better slow down. <laughs> you know? It works that way. Amen. But that's the way God is. Amen. He's beautiful in his time. So we have to change the way we think. God is holy. Peter says in first Peter two nine. But you are what? A chosen generation. See? Your generation has been chosen to maybe break a curse. Maybe you were chosen. Maybe you sometimes wonder, why am I the only one in my family that's serving God? God may have chose you to break the curse. Because everybody else in your family might be going on the wrong wicked way. And everybody in that, on that line is going to be destroyed. And so God, knowing the beginning from the end, says, okay, I'm going to save him, I'm going to save her, and break it. So that everybody that's coming after them will hopefully turn to me and live according to my word. We have to break the cycle. Amen. There are some cycles in my family that I, I purpose as a young boy. I will not do that. I will not go down that road. That was before I ever got saved. You know. Amen. Amen. And so there's, you gotta change the way you think. If we're gonna be holy, you're gonna have to change the way you think. Amen. You can't take your cues, as I said, from the ways of the world. We've got to follow God's ways. Amen. Peter goes on here, amen, in uh, verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judge according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear or in respect for God. Notice here, if you are called, then... Pass the time, the rest of the time you got up on this earth, serving God, loving God. Amen. Having respect, having reverence for God. Amen. And because you're going to a better place, you're going to get something so much better 
and something so much greater and so much, so much, so much. <laughs> Amen. That's what God wants for us. Amen. For if God, notice, notice here what Peter says. Amen. In Second Peter, real quick, I got two, about a minute. Second Peter, chapter two, verse four and five. Peter says, for if God spare not the angels that sent it, but cast them down to hell and delivered them in the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spare not the old world, but save Noah and the eight person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the floods upon the world of the ungodly, and turn the city of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that afterwards should live ungodly. Notice, these were examples for people that live ungodly and unholy. They're going to be destroyed. See, this is why we need to be holy. This is why we need to be godly. Because I don't plan on burning. (laughs) Amen. Notice the writer of Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Verse 2, verse 4. Therefore, we ought to give the most earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we shall let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received the just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witnesses both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Amen. We don't neglect this Holy Ghost. We do not neglect this, neglect this salvation. Amen. If we've repented of our sins, if we've been baptized, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins and we've received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance then we need to spend the rest of our time upon this earth and fear serving God with a pure heart fervently looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord God. Amen. For the heavens shall melt with fervent heat. Amen. But those of us, we're looking for a new city and a new heritage where dwelling in righteousness. We're looking for Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. Praise God. Let's be holy. Let's be separate. Let's serve God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's take a small break here this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you for your blessings and your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.